What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. What's going on, everyone? It's Matter Has. Uh, missing the middle two. Dude, we cannot get everyone here for a podcast. I don't know what's going on. Charles is in Hawaii, of course, doing his thing, helping his family out. And Marcus, family man himself. What's wrong with us? No one knows. Either way, we're going to do a <laughs> podcast. We're going to have a great time. Uh, me, Gavin, and producer Chris, obviously, always helping out uh, behind the scenes and doing some good stuff for us. So, Gavin, what's up, man? We missed you last week. How you doing? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm pretty good. Um, getting ready to leave for port on Friday. It's going to be a long trip. Been practicing a little bit, playing my single-player games as usual. Um, there's just a lot going on. Um, we got crazy news today of... A live-action Zelda movie, which is big news, considering the Mario movie did well. Um, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 came out, which a lot of Smashers are streaming it. A lot of people are enjoying it. So there's that. Port Priority is looking like the most stacked event ever. So there's actually a bunch of little topics to talk about, um, for sure. Yeah. And speaking of things doing well, our Patreon has been popping off recently. It's been doing yeah. super well. Make sure you guys hop on and check that out. Patreon.com slash Tweak Talks. I hope I did that right. The link will be in the bio. Check yeah. that out. Gavin and I will be today talking about what I think is a very important topic, and I hope we haven't covered it already. Sorry if we have, Charles. Uh, tournament prep. And we thought this would be interesting because Gavin obviously approaches it as a top player. What do you do before tournaments? Uh, do you look at your bracket? What do you? How do you get ready? Do you meditate? All that good stuff. Uh, and then I'll be looking at it from the perspective of a commentator. How do I prepare uh, for my job and when I show up to tournaments and what I'm going to do? Because I, I don't just roll up and do nothing, uh, contrary yeah. to popular belief. All commentators do at least a little bit of research depending on who you talk to. And then speaking of other things we're exciting, uh, excited about that's coming up soon, Watch the Throne. Invitational uh, being thrown by a lot of great folks in the Smash Ultimate community, including myself and Charles on board there. Of course, you got EE, you got TK, uh, you got Ray, uh, you got the whole squad coming through, actually. I'm very, very excited. Rod, it, it's going to be a great time. And then I guess all those uh, top players will be there as well or whatever. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so check out the shop. We got stretch incentive goals. Uh, Tweet Talk merch is on there, made by B. Um, I don't know if you guys checked that out yet, but yeah, please check out the shop. Support watching. She did a great job. She yeah, she killed it, dude. The throne is so good, and I'm again, I'm so happy we got the Belmont axe on there for myself. Yeah. Um, the Marth sword was a bit of a stretch for Marcus, is what I'd say. Uh, <laughs> you know, it is what it is, though. Um, either way, uh, yeah. So I think the first thing we want to talk about is games we're currently playing or games we're excited that are coming out soon because I know you've been on a kick with that recently with your yeah. stream. Well, just in life, like you have that thread uh, on Twitter going on where you are trying to become a better gamer. Period. Like you're such a a smasher yeah. slash cod player now you're trying to do people wait do have we talked about that on the podcast so you played like cod is like the first game you really really got into i don't know if we ever we, have talked about that yeah like around the time i was playing a lot of brawl i also branched out into call of duty around the time when black ops one came out my older brother got me into it um because he came home from the military and stuff and like i had never seen an xbox 360 before or anything like that so it, it was a big game changer but yeah I, I haven't really talked about it on the show too much but um it was part of uh those teenage years where i played basically lots of smash lots of call of duty and like i i, I grew up as a nintendo kid but um i just i i just i didn't you know follow along with single player games anymore like the the gameplay loop of multiplayer stuff just got me for like my whole life basically 
Um, so my whole thing with single player games is I played a bunch of stuff as a kid, mostly Nintendo stuff. Like I tried basically everything, um, but I didn't really finish much. Uh, that's why Pokemon is a big one for me. Cause that was like the first time I started finishing games and like playing them to what felt like completion. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I've been going back, playing some stuff I've already been familiar with, playing some new stuff, learning more about, you know, myself, like what I enjoy, what I don't enjoy. It's been it's been a good year. I I told myself I was going to play one game a month. And I've completely destroyed that <laughs> like by a long shot. I've played like I think like 30 something games this year. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty proud of it. Um, sometimes I think maybe I'm like uh, not as focused on Smash and stuff, but I, I I still felt like you know, you know, just very happy. And it, in a way, it's it's like my own type of productivity as well. Even though it's playing video games, like it it still feels like I'm accomplishing something. If that makes sense. Yeah, and you're bringing it over your stream a little bit too, right? Like you're like you're setting sub goals. I don't think I've ever heard you set a sub goal in your life before. Like who's the, <laughs> like who's the streamer guy? Like, yeah, I, I get a it's couple. Cool. I get a couple questions like, oh, what are you playing? Like people saying they like the thread and like that. Ma- that makes me pretty happy. And, you know, I figured um, at the time, I just finished Mario and Luigi Partners in Time. I actually bought, I'll grab it right now. Oh, actually, okay. I don't. Where's it going? B put them somewhere. I forget where she <laughs> put them. Uh, All right. But I bought Partners in Time and Bowser's Inside Story. And as I was finishing Partners in Time, I was like, you know what? I'm going to set a sub goal on my Twitch. And if people want to see me play it, then, you know, maybe they'll support it and, and all that. And I'll play it start to finish on stream and all that. Um, so, you know, people occasionally ask me if I'm going to stream stuff. And I figured that that, that one's a, a big one to some people. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I enjoy Partners in Time and I know Bowser's Inside Story is highly regarded. So, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I love to hear. I mean, you've been playing all sorts of different games. It's cool to see. It's, it's interesting for me because a lot of the games you're playing, I like grew up playing. So it's yeah. interesting to get like a That's new really perspective cool on it. Hear you react. Yeah, yeah. You got well. I'll say it again. You got to play FF16. Yeah, my game of the year right now. There's just so many things. Sometimes it's, it's hard, out, but most of the time it just feels good to know. Like I've played so little that like I can kind of pick from any avenue and like something cool will happen <laughs> yeah i think it's like a like there's half glass half full glass half empty yeah. approach right You're like oh there's too many games it's like oh wait there's too many games this is great it's yeah. lit as marcus would say uh <laughs> hell yeah dude so what do you you just finished what was the last game you played pizza tower yeah i yeah i, I finished pizza tower yesterday um it, it came out this year i really like wario land um it was super good like insane music like everything was insane um and it's also shorter so like while i'm like doing sub goals and stuff like i can play something else like so i, I felt like it was the perfect time to play it hell yeah nice dude well i saw Tony anything- it was his favorite game he played this year or something like that so that man has interesting takes on video games is what i'll say very passionate takes on video games is what i'll say yeah. too which i always appreciate even if i if i agree with him he's like the greatest guy in the world you know what i mean like yeah hell yeah that's my guy when yeah. i disagree i'm like all right you know what all right i like talking to him about like i actually had a, a long chat with him about games in miami um and i just really respect how much he likes 
like for example some of his favorite games are Donkey Kong Country Pikmin 1 like the originals of like a series and he just really likes when like a unique idea is introduced and like you know what I mean and like it changes the game like he really likes the original idea like from the original game a lot of the time which is really interesting and I, I really appreciate that about him like um he, he just appreciates the uniqueness um of something like Donkey Kong Country or Pikmin 1 like I like talking to him about Pikmin 1 a lot because Pikmin 1 is one of my favorite games and it's my favorite Pikmin game. So, Hell yeah. I just haven't thought of it like that, you know? Like, Yeah. Because I'm a, a Donkey Kong Country 2 guy, but I, I, I understand why he likes Donkey Kong Country 1 so much. You know, just the impact like an original idea can have at the time and all that. Yeah, similar to what I was saying before, he just has like he has great perspective, I'd say, on games. And even if I don't agree with his opinions, I always appreciate the points that he brings up about games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would still say I like DK two better how, just because that's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's obviously hilarious when he talks about it. But either way. All right, good stuff. And we got Mario RPG on the way, of course. So we're both very excited about that game. Uh, I think yeah. combined, it's probably between the, it's probably our favorite game, you know. Like if you like if yeah. we had to rank our favorite, like which one would be the highest for both of us? Probably Mario RPG if we're not counting Pokemon stuff. Yeah, maybe FF Seven as well. That shit might not be in my top three anymore, bro. I, I know, know, but we both really it. like it. But I, you're probably right. One of like yeah. RPG FF Sixteen. Uh, we're not counting Smash too, which you were one of those guys. You didn't put Smash in your top twenty-five, did you? Which I think is such a cop out. Just. When I think of games, like I, I like um, even when I like list all the games I've played this year or I've played in general, I don't list multiplayer stuff. It's like a whole separate thing to me. Like for me, like I, I when I play these single player games, it's like a like a very personal experience. Like you know, like a book or a movie. Like and I log it and then I move on to the next thing. Like the multiplayer stuff feels so weird. Like there's no there's no reason for me to feel like I should log it into like, I've played this and completed it. It's like, it's so different. Like, yeah, like yep. call of duty and smash and Pokemon are so important to me, but there are also things I kind of just play every day and it never feels like I'm done. Yeah. If, if I was to sum it up in one word, like your favorite thing about game and the games and the thing you talk about the most, especially going through this journey is you always talk about the charm. Oh, the yeah. charm is so charming. Like all the, the time. Vibe, like, the vibe. Oh, the vibe, oh yeah, the vibe. You always that too. Oh yeah, Pikmin, just the vibe and the charm of all. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, I get it though. I really do. Yeah. But hell yeah, dude. Last to look forward to this year has been insane for gaming. I'm really looking. Forward I can't to the- believe it. Like, I can't believe how crazy this year has been. I can't believe Mario RPG remake is a, a real thing. I can't. I can't believe what I'm looking at every time I see an update. Like, I it's so crazy. I know wild stuff. I know we have BlizzCon too. I don't even need to talk about WoW getting redone. Yeah. That's like game a game awards different... next month. Sheesh, yeah. got a lot going on. But as we're wrapping up the year here too, I think the two biggest tournaments we got left: uh, Watch the Throne as an Invitational, and then uh, Port Priority. A couple other ones in there too. Santa Paul, like a lot of good tournaments coming up here. Santa Paul's, and I think I think we got to talk about. Yeah, we can talk about port first. Then I do want to talk about the so-called NCU. All right, the Nintendo Cinematic Universe. I like that. B. That was a B tweet I saw. That was a good one. Shout out to B, of course. Um, but yeah, we can talk about. Uh, I think port is, as you said, it is going to be one of the biggest tournaments of the year, and I'm so happy we have like a big 
not final tournament of the year, but I mean, once you get into November and December into the holidays and stuff, people travel less and don't go to events as much. So, and we got watch the throne obviously and Santa Paws and some other big tournaments coming up, but port is like one of the last proper big brackets that we have this year. And there are some players who need to do well here in terms of how they solidify their placements for the year, because even though like the rankings are year long, a tournament this big can influence spots by a couple, I would say, especially if you do well or, beat somebody you really need to or whatever. So, yeah, I think we can probably look at the brackets. Or do you want to talk about what you're looking forward to for Port first, and we'll pull up the brackets as you do that? Yeah, sure. I think one of the nice things about Port Priority is um, this year is how easy it is to, like, market why it's important. Like, there's, like, a lot of easy things you can say. Like, first off, every top 10 player. That's not something – you can say often, right? Every top 10 player is going to Port Priority 8. Bam. Easiest way to show like a Smash fan, this is the tournament to watch. Um, like the, I've never seen anything this stacked in a long time. Um, but yeah, and also I feel like they take great care of every guest. They, every top player that shows up, it, it's well ran. Like, like uh, I've gone to a couple Port Priorities and I feel like it's always so smooth. Like, like it, it, it might be the goat in terms of like running a tournament. It might be the goat. Like I'm saying some high praise stuff right here, but like, bro, it's, I've gone to more than one and it has been very, very good. So shout out to the poor priority. Like it's Port, amazing. Port seven's the one you won, right? Yeah. I won Port the last six. one. Yeah. Dude. Defending yeah. champ. Dang. You and Karama are both going to be there too. Karama 19th seed. You're coming in at sixth. And the top five, like you said, we went over this a little bit last week. You got Akko, Lamita, Spargo, Gluto, Sonics, you, Light, Zomba, uh, Riddles, and Hurt. Hurt, this dude. I'm saying, like, I, I yeah, feel like anyone. That, right? Like, players coming to the U.S. for the first time that haven't, right? Connie Nabe, too. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit last week. So, another, another Fox. Play, I'm projected to play Connie Nabe, so. Are you really? That's an easy thing to branch into the bracket here for sure. That's a fire, dude. That is fire right there because it's so <laughs> interesting to watch people who do well against light or people who play light all the time. Like, I remember when Mars had to play against Basirman and it was just a completely different matchup. Like, I had seen light play against Mars so many times. And then I think it was a Frostbite actually early on. I'm pretty sure it was because Frostbite also did a great job uh, incorporating Japanese players early on in, in Ultimates Meta. So, shout out to Frostbite. But the yeah. thing is, is like, I've seen Mars and Light play a million times. I'm like, I know how this matchup goes. I know it's tough for Zero Suit, but you know he's got the experience. And boom, that was t- that was a tough one to watch for Mars when he was, and that was like when he's in his big time competitor arc. So it'll be interesting to see how you play against Kanenabe and how that matchup goes, dude. But that's just one of many. I don't know if we got the bracket ready to go. I think you had it, Chris. My bad. Yeah, um, I looked at it for like myself for the first time. I was streaming practice, and people were asking about it. And I was like, you know what? I should look at this real quick because I just forgot the brackets were finalized or whatever. Um, And I was just looking at my bracket, but in general, I was just like, wow, this is like, this is a tournament, bro. Like, wow. (laughs) It kind of put me at a loss for words. Like it's just every, there's so many reasons why this tournament is a big deal. Like players that have competed in North America, every top 10 players here, it's the end of the year. Like you were kind of talking about like how rankings can shift around and everything. There's just like this tournament has a weight to it that I just feel like is, um, you know, 
you can't really put it into words at this point. Yeah, and I think just going down. So this is what we're looking at right now for the audio listeners is pool C. So essentially to get into this is top 64. So it'd be Spargo versus MFA. So that'll be a tough one for MFA, but an exceptional Olimar player. Tough too, because you got to play Spargo, who's amazing, and also play Swords against Olimar. So that's going to be tough, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, Nao against Anathema. Like now we're, you know, now things are getting spicy. Ken yeah. versus Dark Wizzy. Shout out to Bark Wizzy. Uh, Karama versus Send. Like that's already happening in top 64. You versus yeah. Shu. Shu's been on a roll recently. She's been playing amazing. And that's Kaninabe, right? Kaninabe base mage. Yeah. Ooh, wait, yeah. low key, dude. Hold on a second. I know base mage, dude. I can we? I, I might call that. I might be like, yo, base mage got this. I, I low key think he could do it. I'm yeah. dead serious, bro. I think he's I, good. I, I understand where you're coming from before you even explain it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know what I'm going to say is the real X factor there is that he plays Fox now. Did you know that? He's. I think he's played Fox for a while, actually. A little bit. More and more, though. He's like picking him in bracket and stuff. So oh, I think okay. He's confident with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah. He's. I think he's leveled up his Fox more and more. I've seen him talk about it more and more. So that's cool. Dang. That, dude, look at That's already a banger set right there. We're not even top 32 yeah, yet. I, I noticed some. I should pull it up myself because I remember seeing, like you said, like you're starting to talk about how early some of these matchups are. But there were some even crazier ones I saw. So I should pull this up real quick. Yeah, keep going. I'll um, keep going through this while you find that, while you do your research. Uh, yeah. Leo Armadillo, and those are two players I would truly call wild cards at this point. I mean, we know Leo's peaks obviously are exceptional, and where he's at today or, or how consistently he's been not making top eight, like, but we all know he can, obviously. So it's like, which, you know, which version of Leo are we going to get? And then Armadillo plays Lucario as an exceptional player. So it's like, yeah. well, what the hell is going to happen there? Uh, Yar and MBD to close out winner side. Uh, top eight including like you can see death spade and losers already uh, if you peek down to the bottom part of the bracket which is ridiculous death spade a hell of a player so like qualifiers for top 32 projector right now are spargo versus nao ken yeah. versus karama you versus connie nabe and then mk leo versus yara like that's just to get into top 32 winners yeah <laughs> there's a bro. bunch of players that you know are seated lower than usual or like there's a bunch of matchups that are like happening like in like top 32-ish, like, you know, we have Apollo Kage seated to get uh, like 25th. We have MK Leo versus Mudace, like multiple rounds before top eight. We have MK Leo seated to not get top eight at all. We have Sonic seated to be in losers before top eight. There's just insane stuff that like my eyes can't even believe. Like even for me, uh. I'm seated to to make it into top eight through loser side to pl- and I have to play like I'm projected to play Shuton to get there. Uh, Light and Riddles pl- projected to play in losers top eight qualifier. So like Riddles projected to get ninth place like and he's playing Ashimo before that and Karama before that like Riddles versus Karama for like seventeenth place like just and like not like, a lot of this is probably not going to happen right like a lot of brackets will get heavily changed like things won't always go as projected but matches like this will happen for like 25th 17th like it's like what am i looking at uh dude i know and it's just you know it's gonna be a bloodbath too that that uh upset account the new one is gonna it's it's gonna be working over time completely unexpected in some way like i'm not gonna say like it's in top eight or whatever like some big part of the bracket like top 64 top 32 a few things are gonna happen that are gonna completely shift the narrative um 
just because there's just too much going on. Like it's in a game like Ultimate too. Like it's psycho. Like Cola yeah. is seated to get like twenty fifth. Like it's just crazy. Like, yeah, it. Yeah, Meister is like rolling up into top thirty two losers projected. Like that. Like whenever I've never seen these types of things projected to happen because there's so many people here. Yeah. Dude, and even like uh, you could say the same for people that are now household names ish, uh, who were doing well, you know, at, at smaller tournaments and stuff. But I think similarly, you could talk about like SmashCon, right? Like just the way that you know Nao got fifth place, and I, I know a lot of people knew about Nao and knew that he was an incredible yeah. Corin, but to get fifth place at SmashCon is probably not something a lot of people called. Or, or Didi, too, same category. Incredible, incredible yeah. player. But making top eight at SmashCon is like... And even Mars, to some extent, falls into that category, of course. You never know. Yeah. You know, Again, he's more focused on making content and all that stuff now. So the top eight in Super SmashCon, I'd say, is in a similar category of unpredictable. You know? Yeah. And... and in a good, I mean, I think that's a good thing. It's uh, well, as a spectator, I think that's a good thing. That's a fun thing, you know. You never know who the hell is going to make top eight. I got my people I'm rooting for, but damn, it is going to be a war. Yeah. Um, at Port Priority, so I'm excited. I don't know if you have any big calls you want to make, or things you saw in the bracket, or things that you looked at, or anything, or you can talk about your own bracket path. I mean, we were looking at it quite a bit already. Um, Connie Nabe. I mean, I know Fighting Fox. Uh, not your favorite thing in the game to do. Uh, to to no. put it. I think uh, I so. it's like uh, a twist on a character you fight all the time yeah so I play with light all the time and as much as I hate it and as much as the matchup feels uh, rough I always know how I'm doing when I practice when I sit down and play with light before like bracket starts at a big tournament you know what I mean? it's always a good way to see how I'm going to do that weekend um, like how well can I keep it together? How well can I keep up with the difficult matchup and situations, blah, blah, blah. Um, it, it just, it just helps you be ready for anything. You know what I mean? Like every hit counts. Like you, you really can't afford to make your opponent, give your opponent any easy layups kind of thing. Um, y'all have yeah. plans already to meet up and play you in Paris <laughs> Text him right ex- now. I need you guys to practice. You would expect that at this point. We we did talk yes. a little bit. He, he did say see you at port and stuff. So um, get that practice in. You're flying in yeah. on Friday, bro. You be gotta hit the ground running. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I know Kaninabe is really good. I've watched him play a little bit, and I know he's preparing to fight Diddy Kong. Um, so I think that's cool. Um, yeah, but other than that, like I I think my projected bracket is completely fine in terms of um what i like to perceive as like normal smash ultimate if that makes sense like um you know we you got like you know fox uh uh protective play zero suit fox uh mk leo spargo like when it comes to like that mix of characters and players like i would perceive that as like normal smash ultimate regardless of how early it is in the bracket, right? Like playing Leo and Spargo outside of top eight is crazy and all, but I saw it. And like, considering like every household name is here, like you said, like, I think I could have been given a, a much like stranger thing to prepare for. Um, we'll see how it ends up going. It could go completely different. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, 
I think regardless of like projected stuff and like what I'm going up against and like my characters and stuff, uh, Smash has been a little weird lately. Like when I practice, like for the last couple of months, like I don't really feel like myself. I've been trying to look for answers. Like everyone goes through that. But the last couple of days, I actually felt like myself for the first time in a while in terms of like, you know, just how it feels when I'm playing the game. So I'm hoping that translates to tournament, you know, at least for me personally, when it comes to Smash and how I'm feeling, like, it can change drastically over the course of 10 minutes. So like I'm hoping it translates well and I'm hoping the way I'm practicing and playing and the way I feel about it in the moment translates to port priority. Um, especially, you know, I, I, I want to make an impact as someone who won the tournament last year and all that stuff. Like, um, so I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Um, I feel like in Miami, I, I wasn't playing too much and, Going into it, I was a little iffy. Like, I wasn't feeling terrible, but, like, uh, yeah, I think, it, like, the way I felt practicing a couple a couple days ago, like, uh, I didn't felt like that in a while, and I didn't realize that problem was even there until I was like, wow, I feel like myself right now. And I, I was like, wow, maybe I haven't been feeling that good about Smash lately because, <laughs> like, you know, I had a lot of fun the last couple of days. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. What are, what are your indicators? Like when you say you don't feel like yourself when you're playing, what does it, I guess like you kind of answered it where it's like, oh, I was having more fun and eventually is it just, you're not hitting, you know, your normal conversions or with Diddy, I always, you, you know what I'm spectating. I always get nervous. You're going to SD with Diddy. Like you're going to bounce off the stage or some stupid bullshit uh, <laughs> when you shouldn't because the barrel, I don't know, it, that shit makes me nervous. What do you mean? Like, I think I have an idea of what you mean, but I think it'd be good to dive into that a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm so specific and about that kind of thing. Um, like indicators of like, what's, what's going well, what's going wrong and like feeling good, feeling bad. Like, yes, some of it is def a lot of it's daily related. Like what am I hitting and stuff? But I think a lot of it when it's, when it comes to neutral, it's like, uh, you know, I felt like myself the last couple of days, cause regardless of like a neutral, like something, a, a decision I make in neutral, actually working out in my favor or not there's like no hesitancy behind it like i would kind of just do something and i had confidence in it and i know what i'm going to do afterwards you know what i mean and sometimes whether it's tournament or practice like you know everyone everyone hesitates once in a while and i and it feels like i've been hesitating a lot more and overthinking a lot more um but uh i talked a little bit about this with some other diddy kong players just like you know talking about things, trying to prepare for tournaments, trying to improve. And uh, I just have a cycle my whole life with Smash where, you know, I go, let's say I go to a tournament, I play super aggressive, I go for something crazy, and it doesn't work out, whether I lose the game or I, like, SD or, like, you know, I lose the set or, like, you know, you know, I'm getting hurt, you know what I mean? Like, you're having fun all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden you get hurt. Like, that's how I like to say it. Like, yeah. how we talk about how Light plays Smash, right? Like, how he's never been hurt in his life. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I go to a tournament, I play like that, and then I get hurt. And then yeah. I practice, and I'm like, never playing aggressive again, never going for anything too crazy again. I'm going to play it safe. So it's like the intensity of, like, that drastic change, right? Um, and then that cycle repeats itself. And then I'll lose a set and I'm like, oh, I didn't go for like the killing blow or I, I had an opportunity and I didn't fully take it. And that cycle repeats itself. And, you know, obviously you would rather find a middle ground. But I'm so intense when I respond to a loss, right, where I'm like, 
you know, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. And I just, that cycle repeats itself. Um, so yeah, after Miami, I definitely, I just super, I played super mashy for a couple days. And like, I was like, I had so many opportunities, I didn't take them. So I kind of start running my head into the wall a little bit, blowing off some steam. And now, right now I'm at the middle ground, you know what I mean? Um, and, and that's what I like about it. And it's like how Marcus and, and B always talk to me about my gameplay where they're like, you just need to play for clips. Like you need to play. Dude, you need, you it's need so to funny play. you said that. Dude, the whole time you were talking, I was like, this is Clip Gavin. This is exactly, Marcus is yeah. so wise sometimes. You know, no, I love is. talking to Marcus. He he's really known is. Me for, he's known me yep. in the way I play Smash and view Smash longer than most people. So um, as simple as it, as it sounds to like, I feel like I still have to go through the motions and like, figure it out internally i can't just like it's not like a, a switch that can easily be flipped but lately i feel like i've worked out the the specifics so um yeah i uh i i it like it, it's easy to say like i'm playing for clips but that is the the the, the short answer to that um it, it just helps um with like having fun feeling good about it feeling like you can win in most situations or catch someone off guard because if I feel like my bag of tricks isn't working, then like my confidence is shot. So um, especially as a character like Diddy, I'm all about like visual cues, overwhelming my opponent's mental stack and all that stuff. And I feel like I've been, I've been playing a lot better lately. Um, and it's all, it's also for me, it's best to play like that because if I feel like I'm putting everything on the table, then it's a lot easier to handle losses as well. Um, yeah. Cause like in Miami, like I, you know, didn't play that much when I did play, like, you know, felt like I didn't take opportunities. Like, so, you know, it just, it just feels kind of, kind of shitty because, uh, like I said, that cycles repeated itself before. So losing in a way that I've lost like five years ago, it's like, damn, you really want to work that stuff out, but it, it's just not easy. Yeah. And when I think of like, especially in that how that relates to where we are in ultimates meta where the punish game is just getting so ridiculous i think of like those big clips you hit at terra on light and spargo and they were literally the difference in winning the set or losing the set yeah. most most likely like obviously the game is going to go on if you don't hit those clips but it, it definitely 100 percent ended them when you did hit them so it's like when you hit that stuff it, like the results are there but yeah. again a, a lot goes into it obviously all the mental stuff you're talking about but on top of that diddy is a technical character plus you like to play sephiroth who also is not easy from a tournament standpoint because you know he's light and tall and dies and whatever and sometimes you miss your stuff and you miss those opportunities you might not get another one and it's just like it's funny because like you pick these characters who i feel like are such they're hard on your mental they really are like they in terms of technicality we were just talking about the diddy random sds like that can happen hard characters man but the payoff is 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 there a thousand percent when you see yeah. things like the clips that you pulled at terra and stuff so I'm obviously rooting for you this weekend. I got a couple set call-outs I want to make uh, about Pert, too, as we're talking about it. But Light versus Mia is projected to happen. Light's been talking a lot about how he wants to play Mia in that matchup. It's going to be very different, obviously, than even the top. Uh, I think one of his biggest tournament wins of his career was uh, SmashCon Fall Fest, where he beat Meister, finally. And a part of that was, you know, him. he might be seated higher than Meister, but the matchup is so tough, and Meister's such a good opponent that it was really tough for Light, and he finally overcame that. And I think that was one of his biggest wins of his career. And I think he's looking to replicate uh, that success against me as well. And one of my picks to do well at this tournament is Yumeki. I'm so excited to see Yumeki play. Uh, been killing it in Japan recently. Uh, Peach again, a, a tough tech. Well, Daisy, I guess for you, Mackie, my bad. 
uh, technical, tough character to play. Um, but we see the results, obviously, with Mutace and with Yumeki more and more recently. So I'm very happy to see uh, a Smash 4 old head come back and do really well uh, more recently in Ultimate. And obviously, he's been around for a long time. But I feel like Yumeki's name has been popping up more and more and more in that top eight of that winner circle uh, in yeah. tournaments. So that, that's one of my picks to do really well in this tournament. Like, definitely outplace uh, their seed for sure. Like, maybe uh, I'm bold to say it, but like close to top eight, if not top eight territory. So that's my pick. That's one of my picks. Interesting. Dude, well, um, sorry. I don't know if they're in your bracket path. My bad, man. I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm just saying I, I, I like so, but Yeah, there's so much that I didn't even notice Umeki was going. You know what I mean? Umeki, um, yeah. Umex, there's a lot going on. You mentioned Armadillo uh, versus MK Leo being projected to happen. Um, MK Leo and VV had some interesting games in Miami, so... <laughs> Leo's randomly playing against Lucario all the time. That's pretty funny to think about. Um, I think another big one we haven't mentioned. Uh, actually, I think you did mention it. Uh, Spargo versus Neo is happening potentially before top 32. Um, there's just a lot of key projected sets that could really shift the whole tournament. Yara is here. Yara has made big impacts both in Japan and NA with... Uh, the Samus, uh, there's just there's just so Bro. much. Isn't it? Okay, I want to say something. For the most stacked right. event ever, isn't it impressive that base mage is like seeded like a like close to like top thirty two type seed with Jigglypuff? Isn't I told you. After Terra, I'm such a I was always a base mage fan, but after actually meeting him at Terra, like I'd never really met him before, but he just really I, I told you this too, like he just loves the game and the scene. Like he's just so genuinely excited. Like he was running around Terra, like watching all these sets. Like I was like, hey, who's playing? He gave me the set updates. So I was like, yeah, base mage base mage is a real one, is what I gotta say. Hard worker too with that character. So i I always root for base mage. Yeah. Um someone else too who falls in that category is ouch. Um, I watched Ouch win a regional over Pocket a couple weekends ago. I think Marcus and I talked about it a little bit in the episode last week. I would love to see Ouch get a shot uh, at yeah. Akola after watching that for sure. And I, I know uh, it's not exactly the same, but beating a top-level Steve is still really good. And I, I just believe in Ouch a lot. But he is seated yeah. to play Mia, which is also very interesting. Um, because Mia, I mean, always has had – not always, but has – pretty recently had and has been working on playing more uh pocket steve but i think it'll be game of watching that matchup but i don't know man yeah. we'll see I, I have a lot of faith in ouch as a player i can talk about someone who goes for clips and plays with confidence and all that good stuff he has to be gacked first though so that's yeah. what the like i'm already talking about a projected matchup that might not even happen because he has to play gacked one of the most consistent yeah. japanese players in the game yeah there's just and it's like you said um we've talked about that a bunch on the show is you just said you would like to see Ouch get a shot at Aquila. And that's really the narrative a lot of the time for Ultimate is like there's a lot of these players, you know, we said it for myself so many times, right? Like where I'm like, I'm feeling really good versus like so-and-so, like top five player, but I don't always make it to them. Like you can say that for so many people. That's like really the narrative. And that's why it's impressive that like the best players like Aquila, Mia, Spargo, Sonics, um they've been rewarded for their consistency right like you got to work for a shot at playing them because they're all they're always winning and making it that far in bracket and you know you think you're going to do well but you got to make it to them you know what i mean and that's just the name Dude. of ultimately is you know fighting for those those you know high seeds because the consistency is so difficult 
that's why like something we've been talking about so much is just how impressive Mia and Akola have been. Like I think Akola is like the poster boy for consistency at this point, and Mia's not too far behind him, honestly, aside yeah. from SmashCon, really. And yeah. is getting third really that bad or you know, whatever? Like I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> well, maybe for Mia. That was a bad day. Uh, the buzz factor will come through too. And DeBuzz, too, is only the 13th seed at this tournament. DeBuzz, who has been absolutely on yeah. fire. And I'm not saying, like, that's not a deserved seed or whatever, because I know he had some rough tournaments um, yeah. before. That was a while ago, though. So, like, I think recency bias, you know. I think, the, obviously, DeBuzz is someone that can make this top eight. Ashimo, my guy. I'm going to be rooting for Ashimo so hard this weekend. He has to play Mute Ace. It's going to be tough. Mute Ace yeah. is traditionally very, very well against uh, fighting game characters. And I think, too, Mute, Mute, it's been cool recently because Mute's been had more confidence in the Palu. Just going Palu when he's like, oh, I just don't want to fight you. I'm just going to go Palu and like run away and do all that stuff. But I don't. I feel like he'll go Peach at least to start against Ashimo. But that yeah. is like that is such a set I'm looking forward to because I'm such a fan of both those players. They're both such hard workers. It's, yeah. Dude, holy shit, man. I mean, this is just the top 24 is capped up. Yumeki's the 25th seed. Like what? The, like yeah. barely seeded to make top 32. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Shattuck versus Light is happening, or seated, yeah. seated to happen. I guess we should. There's a bunch it. of names that deserve to be talked about that we just won't get to. This shit is like our big house, you know. Like Melee has a big house, you know. It's like their big thing. This is like our big house. This is like Melee always calls like their their key their Super Bowls are uh, Genesis and Big House, bro. This one is getting close, honestly, especially with this most recent one. I mean, what's more stacked than this? I uh, dude, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm not trying. This to is more stacked anymore. than SmashCon. Watch the throne. <laughs> it actually isn't though because they have just have raw numbers like what the <laughs> hell like i don't dude i don't even know what to say this point. i don't like, know andres is going obviously i'm looking out for all the kens and then when we talk about this the results of this tournament next week like what are like who knows what we're going to be talking about we're going to need a mega episode for sure it's just going to be ridiculous. what we're going to be talking about i i mean i can't wait I, so i'm not doing comms this year um i talked to the guy who's uh hosting and it was i just contacted him too late because i'm a dummy but charles is going i'm so excited for charles him and i'm actually kind of bummed because everyone's talking about going i'm <laughs> just like all right my ass will be home watching but i love watching sometimes sometimes was, it's so fun just i don't back think and charles was at seven but i think he was at six and i was also at six so i i hung out with he, charles at six I actually didn't know he was going until you just said that. So I'm him. happy that I have someone going. You got like, Phil? You like got him? Like you got close, Light? Like close friends. Yeah, yeah. Bro, the whole squad is pulling up. What the heck? Yeah. Except for me. Sorry. Except for me. And, and B's not going either. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where it started. Like, you, I knew you and B weren't going. Yeah. So, like, I guess I was, like, under the impression I was going to be by myself. But I, I'm glad I'm solo. Uh, Phil and Charles and Light are going for sure. Catch you riding dirty. Uh, the what was the last thing I wanted to look at? I had is Ty go? Is Mars going? I don't. If he is, I, he's seated so low that I didn't notice. <laughs> there's no way he'd be. Well, I guess it's he did top eight SmashCon. I don't think he'd be seated that low. I don't think he's going. Maybe yeah. I don't I'll think ask he, him to come over and hang yeah. out, come through. Oh, anyway, uh, Jesus, dude, I don't even know what to say. Um, Port, it's gonna be a hell of a time. I will certainly yeah. be watching. Maybe I'll stream that shit. I've been. I've been meaning to stream more recently. I've been having thoughts about it. So maybe I'll maybe I'll stream That'd that shit. Cool. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'll do a little watch party, maybe. Oh, maybe Marcus will be down actually. He's busy though. I'll try. We'll see chatty. Be. We'll see chat. Anyway. Uh wow. So that was port or like yeah. a fraction of port, like five percent of what we expect to see at port, because who the hell knows? I do the other one I'm interested in is Sparko. He he does so well, so yeah. consistently all the time. Yeah. 
Except for sometimes. Except for every once in a while. He just, I don't know, man. The poster just... people for uh, consistency and yep. over over in North America, we have uh, Spargo and uh, Spargo's always playing against Sonics, right? At the these North American tournaments. Yep. Um, and, you know, there's a reason they, at the end of the road, they've been playing against each other so much. They, they grind so much. They practice so much. And um it, it's paying off and you know game fives all the time like it's the same narrative um, endurance yeah and that's the True. coolest thing about this tournament is like every household name is clashing like yeah it's i gonna think be the story fun. the storylines with spargo and what i've seen people talking about this is me but it's it's the bright lights right they always talk about that we watch nba and a bunch of other sports and shit but the bright lights right the biggest tournament the biggest stage can you do it spargo's done it like nine out of ten times i would say like but every once in a while it's like the thing is is i really really want i always want spargo to do well i'm just a fan but he him versus akola we need to see it again because i i we talk about akola gets everyone gets a chance to be akola like that's the storyline bro akola's gotta beat spargo too like i want to see you know he's been thinking about that because everyone was talking that shit like everyone was talking that shit like spargo's better spargo's my goat team fundies like bro akola give that kid another chance bro i want to see what he can do with it that's what i want to see that's the interesting thing like you you were talking about before we got into it you know like there's probably certain players that other players have to beat to like you know make a big impact for rankings and all that and like for Akul, the obvious thing is getting a set win on spargo would really change the narrative of of yep. how we perceive the best players it, it like or at least it would like shift the conversation just a little bit um because that's the thing now. right like oh like Akula wins every time but if he runs into spargo he loses like like people like to simplify it like that and stuff, but you know, yeah, there's certain there's certain outcomes that could happen at a tournament like Poor Priority that can just shift the conversation of Smash Ultimate, uh, like what we talk about as a community. So it's especially because people are so reactive to results, right? Like every time someone does poorly, they're washed. Every time someone does well, they're amazing or they're carried. You know, like one or the <laughs> other, or maybe a little column A, column B, and it's just like. I that's why I want to see Akola Spargo like so bad. And I, I think this tournament could really determine who is number two. Like, I think that could be a big factor here. Like if, if Mia does poorly or if Spargo does poorly or they play each other, like it, it could be like a head to head situation. Cause I think a lot of people are saying Mia right now. I don't, I'm not a numbers guy. I don't know what to tell you chat. I, I don't know. Um, I feel like it's Spargo, but I have no idea uh, just based on the, cause it's a, it's the entire year rankings. And Spargo yeah. obviously is it, but Mia has been just on such a tear recently. It's like impossible to at least make an argument either way is how I feel. So I, I don't know. I'm glad I'm not in that position to make that call. Cause there's a lot of pressure <laughs> on the people who do that shit. And I feel bad for them every time. Cause there's no way to make one that people aren't going to complain about or do anything like that. So I'm yeah. excited. I'm wishing you the best of luck, obviously going to watch Thank you in, in Paris and all my boys out there and hope you guys do really well. I'm just trying to see some good smash ultimate this weekend, which I think is impossible not to see given the, the roster that we have there. It's a guarantee. It's, it is a guarantee. So live it up out there. It's in a, it's in uh, Seattle? Yeah. W2. I've never been. I want to go. I'm going to try to go. If there's a point I, uh, I will I like try it. to go. I like it. It's just as far as it gets for me, though, in terms of like in-country travel. So, Sure. That's yeah. the only bad part. But overall, I think it's a really nice place. 
For sure. I think, so one thing I want to do too, there's actually this cool graphic that LumiRank has come up with where they do weekly recaps of people who won C-tiers and stuff. And since we get so much shit when we don't cover every tournament, I think this is a good way to kind of cover all of them. So we're trying to get everyone in here. So I did, I was able to catch some of Tech Republic this weekend. So shout out to Gluto, one of the most, we talk about Mr. Consistency. He's been so well, uh, doing so well over uh, in EU, winning that tournament. Uh, Sue actually won a B-tier uh, and Shuton won a C tier, which is great. Again, some classic household names there, especially in Japan. I think yeah. Shuton, I mean, you want to talk about consistency. I mean, not necessarily winning tournaments in Japan, but always towards the top. Yep. Oh, my they God. Won. Yeah. Live Shuton reaction, baby. Uh, Nao was able to win a C tier over here in NA. Glad to see Nao's making the most of the trip, uh, most of his trip over here in the USA. Spargo won a C tier as well. Peep, not shout out to Peep, dude. Mega Man Go, obviously. Winning Rock the Hill tournament. Uh, Tarek, too, who has also been, like, just touring NA a ton and, like, just World Warrior status. So, yeah. shout out to Tarek, doing so well. The Greninja looking super slick. Um, yep. Another player who could pop off at port, a thousand percent. And then you had Starly, Palumane, uh, and Tune, uh, Steve winning uh, Magna Glitch, uh, which was in Chile. So, very cool to get that. Thanks for me, recap. Chag was there. Chag was there. All right. Yep. Good. There you go. This guy pays attention. That was grand okay. final. The grand finals between Steve and Chag. It was Tune and Chag. Yeah, I've heard Tune's tag before, so we'll see. Dude, you never know who's going to pop up at these tournaments, man. It's it's crazy stuff. Um, yeah, so shout out to everyone. Like we like we say every week, Ultimate is a global game. So we're trying to cover all the results, but we want to cover stuff we're close to and stuff that we really care about. And all. Not that we don't. We care about everything, obviously. It's just we're only an hour-long podcast, all right? We can't sit here for eight hours. Yeah. Well, we could, I guess. Anyway. Um, all right. Final topic. The NCU. What do you got, man? The Nintendo Cinematic Universe. You um, like it? Yay or nay, Gavin? Give us your opinion. I'm a little caught off guard. It's not like I didn't think it was going to happen or it wasn't possible, but I guess first off, it's live action, right? And second the off, movie, like, was, right? The, yeah, the Zelda movie. And just the way it was introduced to us was so strange. It was just like no pictures or video, like just a tweet from Miyamoto. <laughs> hey guys, Zelda. That movie. was so weird. That was so weird. Uh, I've chatted about it a little bit with B and like some friends, and you know, of course, the the Mario movie did great. I think it did like more than great. Like I think it did absolutely fantastic as a movie. Uh, I thought the Mario movie was solid, and um, I think the most important thing is for people to not negatively react to this uh i think it's important to know that nintendo cares about their ips very much and they don't just do this type of stuff easily it's cared for very much and i think it's important to know that miyamoto is going to make sure that this is solid you know what i mean um other than that i don't know what to say like doors are being opened bro that i don't like mm -hmm. Doors are being open. That's all I got to say. All right. Shoot from the hip here. I don't know if you thought about it. Who are you casting as Link? In three, oh. <laughs> two, one. Who you got? Charles. Charles. Great Nintendo. choice. He loves Nintendo. We love Charles. I think he did a great <laughs> job, honestly. All right. <laughs> Easy answer is Christian Bale. Come on. All right. He's Batman. He could be Link, I think. Okay. Like older Link. No, that's not okay. It's kind of funny. Kidding. Like Link's like a scrawny. Yeah. Five foot. Four. Like he's, he's a method actor. He could do it. He could figure it out, I think. Um a lot of people are saying Tom Holland, which I think is a pretty good choice, honestly. 
He can do anything. He's Spider-Man, bro. You don't like? He's shaking his head for all our audio listeners. All right. You got no one. You said Charles. I don't have anyone, so I don't know what else to say, but I, I don't know if I want that. Think about it. Ask B. She'll have, an, she'll have a good answer right here. She uh, I'll ask her after, but she's all not right, We'll get it. We'll add it to the show notes. Um, yeah. like I, I thought you were – I didn't know you were going to ask me about the actor for Link. I thought you were going right. to ask me – like, what are my thoughts on a Smash Bros. movie? I thought you were just opening the door right then and there. It's like the Avengers, yeah. I mean, well, it, so people actually predicted the Zelda movie. Like, they were like, it's got to be Zelda next, which it just logically makes sense. But yeah. now I'm like, what's third, though? Is it Kirby? Is Kirby third? Like, that's what I thought of. I don't think that's right, though. I don't think that's right. Like, Metroid, uh, Metroid well, would be fire. So Nintendo has their their big IPs, and those are Mario and Zelda, right? Animal Crossing, Splatoon. Animal Crossing should be like a reality TV show, though. I'm just saying they're stuff. Like the like you see them when you go to like Nintendo World or something. something. Ooh, Star Fox too. Your favorite? No, that's not even close to. Think about it. Can be like the Guardians of the Galaxy, dude. I, I feel like I'm missing one for some reason, but it's it's Splatoon, Animal Crossing, Mario, Zelda. Like that—that that might be it. Maybe Fire Emblem. Yeah, Splatoon has some insane. But lore in terms too. of like, if you go to their website, like these are the characters you see. Like those four. I'm literally logging into Nintendo. Four series have have gotten their like past. Like they're the big ones. Right now on Nintendo.com, it's obviously Wario first. So huge W if that theory is correct. But it's just because Move It came out. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion so like mario's done like we're not gonna talk you know it's already there the new mario dk as well by the way they could easily make a dk movie very surprised you didn't say that especially since they've already cast they, him and everything they they don't make games that's okay <laughs> silent hill has a movie bro they ain't making any games uh pikmin pikmin's on here oh fire emblem for sure which pikmin has never sold well enough i think they they want it to but yeah kirby would probably be like somewhere with like Splatoon and uh if they pick one of those like random farmer RPG games that like one of the 30 that got announced this year. It's funny cuz Metroid and Pikmin are so great but like they've never even their best games like haven't even done well compared to like a Mario game that sells like okay. You know what I mean? So like yeah. I don't know how far they're going to go down this like movie path, but maybe it's not even that far. Maybe they're just going to stick to like because you know these are miyamoto's creations right like uh mario and zelda so you know yeah i know he cares about i know he cares about pikmin and all that but i don't i don't know i think we might be overthinking it like who knows i would like to say that maybe this isn't maybe the ncu is happening though who knows (laughs) so far i mean two how many do you need i mean two is technically good enough right We'll see, yeah. dude. I don't know. Fire Emblem is a pretty good one, too. And I am, like, a little... I don't want to say skeptical, but I am surprised that they're doing live action for Zelda. It just sounds so much... I don't want to say harder, but, like... I think, like, if you're trying to do a translation of, like, a more cartoony video game, making it animated just, like, makes a little... I don't want to say yeah. more sense, but it just it just translates better to me. But I'm yeah. interested to see... I, Maybe I, it's just a completely different path they're taking with, with it than the Mario movie, like... Is it yeah. more serious? Like, I mean, uh, I would love to know like the specific because there, there, it, there has to be a specific reason like why they made the choice they did, right? 
Yeah, I'm I'm done questioning. Like, I stopped questioning movie decisions like that after uh, Batman, uh, Dark Knight Rises. After that movie, they casted Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. I'm like, that'll never work. And then it was, um, my apologies, Miss Hathaway. It was great. <laughs> she ki- she killed it. I'm done questioning decisions like that until I see the final product. So I don't care. You guys made that decision. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. You got it. You you have you have an opportunity as far as I'm concerned. So we'll see. Yeah. I, my ass will be in the theater watching though for sure. Zelda. Rules, I'm not man. stressing about it. I guess like something that's similar here is I actually. When I was in France, the One Piece live action came out, and B and I have been waiting for a couple years. We stay updated with like how it's going. I was very skeptical. I've been a a One Piece fan for like ten plus years, um, and it blew me away. Honestly, I thought it was it really surpassed my expectations. I thought it was a really great live action adaptation of One Piece, and it did really well. It gets like people I like I know into One Piece and stuff. Like it's it's crazy, and I think you know what it comes down to is at a certain point I just trusted Oda, the creator of One Piece. Like if he has such a big role in it, like I should just chill out and like it'll probably be fine. And like yeah. that's how I that's how I ended up getting with the Mario movie, and then I saw it and it was perfectly fine. And, and I'm trying to start myself early with the Zelda movie, like like Miyamoto, like. He might care about Zelda, like in his heart, more than he cares about Mario. So, like, I I trust it. I trust it. Yeah, and I, I think we're running into the same kind of issue where it's just IPs that we care about so much. Like I was talking about Batman, and you were yeah. talking about uh, One Piece. And at that time, I mean, obviously the Christopher Nolan Batman movies were great, but you never know how something's going to go when it goes all the way to a trilogy. And with Netflix making anime live action stuff, did not have a good track record. So, like, yeah. I think. I think our like initial like fear because we care about the IP so much was like fine. Like it made sense, but I think as time has gone on and they've hired and put good people in these positions, especially like video game movies have gotten so much better. Like, yeah, and I, I got to give it up and I never want to give Sonic credit, but the Sonic movie really felt like a turning point for video game movies. Unfortunately, I have to give them the credit. And a part of that was they listened to crowd feedback. If they, if they didn't listen and didn't change, that movie would have flopped. But they did, and it showed, it like kind of paved this path forward to where we are today. So, absolutely, I'm curious. I thought about how impactful that that was. Was bro, I don't, I don't know how far along we'd be with all this stuff if that didn't happen. Honestly, because I don't know, dude. Yeah, it's just crazy. I, I'm more and more excited for video game movies as time goes on. When they used to be like a joke, like this movie's going to be a two out of ten at best. It just has their and scorpion. There he is. Joke too, like kind of silly, like kind of poking fun at it in in the first place and i feel like the nature of it is is different now so you need people who are fans and who truly understand the spirit of something in order to make it good you know like that's what i'm getting like that's why like with yoshi p and and final fantasy like they finally got their guy you know like they got a guy who understands what makes final fantasy so amazing and how to actually improve it and push it forward so it's cool man it's uh, i can't wait i'm excited to see how everything goes but yeah. I think that's just about it for this week. Anything yep. else you want to drop in there? Or? That about wraps it up. We're going to get into some Patreon bonus content for those who are interested. Like has said earlier, it's been doing really well. I appreciate everyone who supports the show and the Patreon and everything. Um, we're going to be talking about how we prep for tournaments as a player and a caster. And um, yeah, thank you so much for watching this week. Have a good one.